The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to NASCAR America Home Edition. Dale Jr., Steve Latart. We had racing back today, guys. What y'all think? Well, I thought it was... Uh... Pretty interesting race, to be honest with you, and uh, there was a lot of unknowns going into that without any practice time and any qualifying. Uh, we didn't know who was fast, and uh, the drivers didn't know how their cars were going to drive, but it all ended up being uh, a pretty good race, pretty competitive race, and, and uh, Rodney Childers and, and the four team uh, prepared an incredible car, and uh, I want to ask Steve, I guess, um, being a crew chief, I feel like that Rodney Childers, uh, his leadership was really on display today, not having any track time, any laps, no way to lean on the driver to give him feedback on what direction to go with the car. That was really an opportunity for him or any crew chief for that matter to step up, and that's what they did. Yeah, Dale, I, I, I questioned the same thing. Who was going to be good? Who was going to take the last 70-plus days to improve their cars, and how could they do it with the restrictions that were in place? And I really think that the four team of Rodney Childers – while they weren't perfect all day, they had a car that was built around adjustability. No cars had seen the racetrack ever, right? This track was as green as it gets. The three of us have all been part of those tests. When you put a car on the track for the first time, an hour later, it drives completely different. Well, imagine putting 40 of those cars on the track for the first time. You physically could see the asphalt change color in the first run of the race. So it amazes me how the teams adapted. I thought Rodney Childers had a great plan. A couple other big things that jumped out at me, Hedrick Motorsports, how are they going to be? They took up really right where they left off. Good speed out of all the cars. I know some had trouble. We'll get into that later. But uh, that didn't shock me. Toyota, kind of still average. Um, really, Kevin Harvick, I think, was the standout start to finish. I know he dominated the second half of the race, but he was around the front even early, Jeff. Yeah, it, listen, everybody wanted to win this race. This was, this was a huge moment in the sports history. Uh, we, all, we all know that you want to win the biggest races in the sport. It means something. And this was a chance for somebody to step up. And, and we talked about it for what seemed like half a year, Steve, on our shows about who was going to be able to take advantage of this off time and who could and who couldn't. Those guys stepped up. They made it happen. Um, and that's, that's big for them because this was a big race in the, in the history of NASCAR. And there's no doubt about that. I want to step back a little bit, though. Jimmy Johnson, he ran really well. I mean, he, I know he's heartbroken tonight. He's, he had the lead. Coming one to go at the end of the stage. And – it just made a mistake there in my eyes, and I know that that's got his feelings hurt pretty bad, but it's good to see, at the very least, it was good to see that 48 out front. It was good to see it out front, but it really reminded me, I know you follow sports, Junior, you know, when you get a star in a slump, whatever the slump may be, they almost try too hard. And in my opinion, that was Jimmy Johnson trying too hard with one lap to go into stage. He's only won a handful of stages since stage roasting has come. Jimmy was the guy... When we chased him on the racetrack, he never made mistakes. You had to beat him. He didn't beat himself. What Jimmy Johnson did today was eliminate his chances in the first stage. That's not very Jimmy Johnson-esque. Now, the flip side is what I saw up until that mistake is a team and a driver that can win a race. The question has been, can he win a race in this final year? What I saw today would be yes, but the mistake on track, Dale, is definitely going to be you know, heartbreaking for the 48 team. 
Yeah, I can't explain it, to be honest with you. They are mistakes, and, and it's uncharacteristic for Jimmy to be making those types of, of mistakes as many years as he's been in this sport. And uh, we just – I mean, I know that the championships and, and the wins and his success did not come easy, but he sure made it look easy. And now he's, he's making that climb back into relevance look, look harder, I think, than, it, than, than I thought it would be for him. Uh, but he said it even in his post-race uh, interview on, on social media – He's excited about his cars being fast. And if he can clear, clean up those mental mistakes, uh, dial it back a little bit, have faith in um, his car for the duration of the race and put races together, he'll not only win races, but have a real opportunity to play a role in the, in the playoffs when we get later into the season. A couple positives. Let's go back to the positives of the day. A couple positives that stood out to me, uh, Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick ran well the entire race. Uh, Junior, I saw that you tweeted out something. He had gotten up there in that high line uh, in one and two as well as in three and four. Seemed very comfortable up there. No surprise to any of us, I think, that he was comfortable on the, top, on the high line. And then also Matt Kenseth. I mean, all the questions about Matt Kenseth. Can he come out on retirement? Hadn't raced in over a year. Can he run in the front? Can he do what he's supposed to do? I thought he had an incredible day. I mean, this is the – behind the roll, this is the most difficult racetrack on the circuit. Matt Kenseth comes out of retirement, pops in a race car, gets a really good finish, does Matt Kenseth stuff. I thought both of those days, both of those guys had really solid days, something to be proud of. Yeah, Reddick's a lot of fun to watch. Having, you know, drove our cars at Junior Motorsports, I know what kind of uh, race car driver he is, and he's really exciting. And that track at Darlington plays right into his hands, and especially that line that I think Denny Hamlin actually created or found initially. Uh, Tyler wasn't afraid to get up there and give it a shot in turn one and two, running a little higher than most everybody else and finding a lot of speed up there, especially on old tires. Um, so Tyler, he just um, – he continues to amaze me on not only how he's able to be quick and quick all day. You know, he's not making these rookie mistakes that are taking him out of the, out of the, out of the running in the race, especially at a place like Darlington where it's easy to make that mistake, get into the fence, hurt the car. He's not doing those things. And he's also getting more speed out of RCR's equipment than I give that equipment credit for. So kudos to, to them as well for putting a car underneath Reddick that's uh, able to make him competitive. And he's got the confidence. He doesn't know any better. He's just up there driving that thing as hard as it can go. And, and uh, it's a lot of fun to watch. He's going to be great to watch this year and, and a lot of fun for us in the booth. How about no practice? I'm always team no practice or less practice. What I learned here is I realized we're going to have some practice at some point this season when things get closer to normal. This was driven by the circumstances. But can we all agree we don't need two or three hours? This was zero practice in 71 days. And other than Ricky Stenhouse's mistake on the first lap, not only was the racing great, but some different names, some different moves, some different guys throughout the race. I'm team no practice. Yeah, I was curious to see, guys, what the race looked like, right? I mean, we've been off forever. We came back. We have all these protocols. Obviously, the big thing watching it on TV was no fans in the grandstands. Obviously, that was the big thing. But the rest of the race seemed pretty normal. You had to have good pit stops. You had to have good restarts. You had to have fast race car. Driver couldn't make mistakes. So even though there were so many things done differently to make this race happen, to me, it didn't show up. It, the competition was good. Uh, you mentioned it, Steve. It really makes me question how much practice do we really need? So, you know, I don't want to get too big picture, but we're learning, right? This, this is given NASCAR, the teams, everybody an opportunity to look at different ways to do different things and how can the sport be better from it? So I, I got, I, I was, I liked the race today. It was a good race. It was a good Darlington race. And John Hunter Nemechek, that, that's a great example, Steve, about not having practice. Here's a guy 
took that team. They got a top 10 finish. That's like a win for that team. And if every team out there would have practice, could they have made that happen? I don't know. So, you know, people take – the rules are the rules, and they're same for everybody. And some people took advantage of them. Some people didn't. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, John Hunter Nemechek, that's uh, somebody I had in my notes here to talk about. I mean, it's, it's uh, just incredible to be able to go in and get a top 10 for that team. Uh, I think it says so much about his ability. And he, he's like Reddick. He doesn't know any better. He goes and gets in that car – with no preconceived notion on the competitiveness and ability of that car. He jumps in it, and he's going to go and do whatever it can do. And he sees no reason why that car can't compete in the top 20, in the top 15, in the top 10. They made it happen today. Um, I feel like, too, that what we did during the offseason or during the break, during the pandemic, where we were racing online with iRacing – might have gave some guys a little bit of confidence to be able to go out there and compete and run up front. I know that's a crazy idea, but somebody like John Hunter Nemechek, um, he's, been, he's been really honing his skills, doing well in the iRacing over the last couple of months, and he was ready to get back in the real car and show he can do it. And I think that carried over, that confidence and that, 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 that belief in himself, and uh, it showed today. One flat tire, and William Byron was going to show the world that he could go to victory lane. He was my pick. It didn't go his way. But remember, we're going to flip the top 20, line him up again, and do it again on Wednesday evening. So I think William Byron will be one to watch. Bad luck. Got him at Darlington. Not a mistake. We'll see if they can recover. Yeah, I, I, listen, we're going racing. Like you said, we're going racing in a few days. Who can take from the day? Kevin Harvick and his team, they have one – they're, they're, to me, the weakest part of that team has been pit stops. They had one bad stop today. The rest of their stops were really, really good. I know they had a major advantage, but when it counted, they got it together. They got the pit stops they needed, got him back in the lead. I think that confidence going forward can help that team a lot. And who else? Who else in the field are we going to watch on Wednesday night and say that those guys did something on Sunday that they learned and they applied on, on, on Wednesday? Jimmy Johnson's a great example. You know, he can recover from what happened to him. It's going to be fun to watch the race Wednesday. Thank all you guys for joining us tonight on NASCAR America Home Edition. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.